It starts with the desire to live beyond the walls of mediocrity, outside the confines of normal. People who laugh at the ridiculous notion of comfort. It's a community of performers. People with a fire to build their own roads and control their own destiny. Welcome to The Chad Shipley Show. Hey everyone, Chad here. My guest today is Mike Dunn, and Mike is my all-time favorite musician. The guy is just unbelievably phenomenal, and I've been a huge fan for a very long time, so it was extremely special to me that he decided to come on the show. We do talk about music and being an artist and the struggle of being a creative artist because everyone that has that creative side knows that a lot of times the creative arts are not the typical avenues for how to make a living in life. So a lot of artists struggle with that. We talk about finding your voice, so to speak, where people actually want to listen to your music. They want to listen to what you have to say, whether it's writing a book or doing a podcast or or playing music. And beyond music and being an artist, we get into so many areas of life that are just so meaningful. And Mike talks a lot about finally finding the courage to go outside of the norm and to start playing songs that weren't typical, where he thought that that was going to put him on a downward spiral. And it turned out that it actually differentiated him in an amazing way. The conversation is really wide ranging. We talk about everything from proximity limitations and how those exist today in school as it relates to sports and what kids get exposed to. You know, Mike talks about not being an athlete and really making the decision to go a different path and to embrace a talent that that he was born with. But even though he had that talent, spending hours upon hours, locking himself in a room, not doing a task over the course of three days, doing the work right then and there because it was something that he loved doing. We talk about the shows and the touring and the life in between and how we both got to a point in our lives where we're not doing it for the same reasons. We both started out on this journey where we had a why in mind and we got to the point where we're at now and that why is different. We're trying to figure out ways to change the momentum going forward because we want to do things that are really meaningful and really fulfilling to ourselves and to other people. I actually had so much fun during the show and during the conversation that it wasn't until I went back to edit the episode that I realized how many amazing themes we talked about and different conversations that we dug into and and a lot of gems that we really uncovered. It was an amazing conversation. We had an amazing setting. It was out on my backyard. It was around nine o'clock at night when we started. I think we finished around 10.30 at night and I had the tiki torches lit, which you'll hear about. And Mike's girlfriend, Emily, was sitting in the gazebo with the lights on. Mikey and I were sort of at an outdoor bar table. So we had the elevated chairs and we just sat back and had a really fun and amazing and engaging conversation. And I'm so happy that he was able to come onto the show. He's very busy and we made it work Friday night doing everything we can to get a podcast together, but it ended up being one of the best Friday nights of my whole life. So Mike Dunn, I cannot thank you enough for taking the time to come on the show. And I am so excited for all of you listening to be able to have a chance to listen to how profoundly insightful Mike is. I think everyone sees him on stage and they realize that he is a phenomenal musician. And you'll 
here are some of the things that he does that really makes him so phenomenal. And I'm going to put some links out there so you get, you can check him out on YouTube. He is easy to recognize as a phenomenal musician. He is not as easy to recognize until you have the opportunity to have a conversation with him that he is insanely insightful. He has an amazing way of thinking about things and talking about things and communicating. And it was just, he was just brilliant. Uh, it was an amazing conversation. So looking forward to all of you having a chance to listen. And without any further ado, here is Mike Dunn. Mike, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, this is uh, it's a huge honor for me, man. I, <laughs> I think you know I've been a huge fan of yours for quite some time. So this is, uh, I know you had a very long day coming from a show. I really appreciate you stopping by. Honestly, I was looking forward to this more than the show. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to hear, man. I set the mood for, for you guys with my uh, tiki torches out here. It's beautiful out here, man. This is awesome. Yeah. Like, I feel super relaxed. Yeah. Like, yeah. For all the listeners, just to set the set the mood here, <laughs> I got a scene of Survivor going on where we're uh, we're out back of my house, so you're gonna hear some crickets and frogs and stuff in the background. What a um, guy, though. I mean, set this up. This is awesome. Man. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. run out of fuel. Actually, I got a big party coming up. Oh yeah. Like next Saturday, and yeah. I think I'm gonna have to get some more tiki fuel. Ooh. Yeah. It's a guys' day party, so oh. I, I I offered up to all of my friends uh-huh. an opportunity to have like a family day where they bring their families over. Oh, that's great. I got shut down, man. They were like, "No way, I'm not bringing my family." <laughs> <laughs> it takes more work to get them here. They, they... <laughs> yeah, he's like, they're like, "This is a tribesman day." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All guys. So I'm like, okay, we'll do a tribesman day. So you so want I... the survivor theme? Yeah. Yeah. Wanna, yeah. Now I got to get some cornholes, and we'll be good to go. But speaking of parties i've actually been wanting like my dream has always been to have you play at one of my pool parties let's do it man It'd be awesome <laughs> i felt like i should have scooped you up like six years ago because oh, now it's like there's no way that i could actually book mike dunn to come oh, play at one of my pool parties please. But... we can make it happen <laughs> that'd be awesome you're pretty hey, man. busy but i stay true to the people i've known for years so that's <laughs> yeah that's awesome man i um i was thinking my neighbors might get mad at me but once you start playing they'll be like we got to get over there and listen to that guy That'd be awesome, man. Oh, man, you're going to have the whole neighborhood here. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let me know when, man. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're free next Saturday, we're having the tribesman day, but I'm sure you're probably booked up. <laughs> I am booked next Saturday, unfortunately, yes. Okay. <laughs> I'll be well, in Cincinnati next Saturday. That's <laughs> Okay, cool. If I, can get, um, if I can get everyone to buy into having a family day, then maybe I can book you for that. That would be fun. That'd yeah. be really fun. Yeah. yeah. Little kiddos will jam out to the music. The older I get, that's more of the stuff I enjoy these days is like that kind of, we did not me and Frank did an event at the zoo recently, uh, duo style. And like, it was cool to play like for all the, it was kids with special needs. They opened up the zoo for them that day. So it was like less crowded. Yeah. That was like one of the most fun gigs I've done in a while, you know, just like to do something like that. Yeah. So that's family awesome. day sounds great. <laughs> was it like, um, was that a special time that you were there like where that everyone could come and watch you or were you just playing in the park and people were walking by and listening so do you know you know where the aquarium is yeah, yeah. so frank like frank and i set up frank vilsack and i bass player for the band he he uh we both set up in front of the uh, aquarium like the en- main entrance there yeah and they had like a canopy tent like that over top of us and um they opened up the park after after it closed i think on sundays it closes at like five or six and they uh, op- they closed, got everyone out, then they opened it back up for people that had tickets for this event. It was called Dream Night. 
Nice. So it's basically like, like I said, like special because of special needs and stuff like that. Yeah. It was less crowded. They can get around easier. Like. Yeah. And then they booked us for the entertainment. So it was it was a cool day. It's it's fun. It was That's only awesome. it was open for like three hours. I think. Yeah. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. What what was population like? Was it like twenty kids or was it like a couple hundred? At least like it was oh, in the nice. hundreds. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Awesome, yeah. It was it was it was pretty cool. It was a really big turnout. Yeah. 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 The similar subject. Um, Tim Tebow. I'm a huge fan of because he does so much amazing work. Absolutely. With a lot of people in special needs all over the world. Mm-hmm. He, there's a he has a night called the Night to Shine. Okay. Where they actually a lot of facilities will they'll accommodate it, but they'll set up like a prom theme night for people with special needs and they literally like roll out the red carpet they pick them up in limos oh, that's awesome. they have photographers there when they get there and they're all dressed up i wow. actually i know i know i've i know some people that have gone and i've been trying to find one there there is one in the north hills i can't remember the church name and my buddy <laughs> who listens to this podcast <laughs> is going to kill me because he's a, he's a member of that church but i i know that they did it and i've been trying to figure out if there's a way to get one up and running here it's like february of every year that would be great and it's all over the world tim tebow actually gets on a plane he flies to different countries he shows up at a bunch of he can't go to all of them but wow. um yeah, you can you can just join his like foundation and say that you want to kind of try to do it. And yeah. One, so good for him for like still yeah. making things like that. Ha- you know what I yeah. mean? That's yeah. That's... Well, it's I mean it's people like you too, man. With the talents you have, you have a lot of opportunity to be out there playing and uh. making money. You know, and to mm. go there for something like that and to play for the kids. It's pretty uh, awesome, man. That's what I'm saying. Like now, like getting into my mid 30s here, I guess is where I'm heading now. Or yeah. I am. I just turned 34 this month. Um, like, the older I get, it's, like, you know, 10 years ago, it was, like, is this going to benefit me? Am I going to, like, not sound too selfish, but yeah. it's, like, I was in it for the wrong reasons, I yeah, felt right. like. And not that it was, like, that bad, but, like, not how it is now. The yeah. older I get, like, in the last 10 years, I feel like I really grew up, and it's, I really realized, like, what's important and why I do this and what I'm doing it for. If there's right. no end game to something, you always got to have a why. Yeah, you know, like there's no end game to it. Like, why am I doing this? Right. Like, yeah. As far as far as the cover scene goes, like, I'm not writing or anything. I'm just playing other people's songs. So, in this field, like, you can only go so high. Right. So if then then once you hit that, it's like okay, now what? Yeah. So in my in my exactly. in my mind, it's kind of like, if I'm doing it's <laughs> this sounds so stupid, but I, I'm a big superhero fan. I refer to like Spider Man. His his uh, saying is, "With great power comes great responsibility." Yeah. That's stuck with me my whole life. Nice, you know, like man. if you have something, don't abuse it and use it for good. Not that, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you definitely have the platform for that because you're so amazingly talented. And oh, thank I, you. I think it's so awesome the way you talk about that because I, I think a lot of people relate to that, especially when they get to the age we're at now. Yeah, yeah. And I talk about this a lot, and I relate it to fitness a lot. I relate it to money a lot. Like when you're when you're only outcome based. So if you're chasing a six pack, yeah, you're never gonna like working out. Right. So, Absolutely. and it's the same thing with work. Like, if your goal is to make a million dollars, the problem is you're probably going to suffer. Yeah. <laughs> and if right. you ever get to making a million dollars, you're going to say, okay, now what? Right. right exactly. Yeah. There's always that, like, what's the next thing coming, you know? Yeah. 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 Exactly. I mean, like, I think everyone has this dream where they're just, in, I heard Joe Rogan say this, where, like, <laughs> you're sitting in silk sheets and you're eating grapes or being hand fed grapes, but that lasts for like 10 minutes and you're like, okay, I need to do something else with the rest of my life, so what's that going to be? So I always tell people that, like, you need to fall in love with the process. Yeah. No matter what you're doing in life, if you don't love the work that it takes, then you're going down the wrong path. So try to find things that really interest you, that draw you, 
because even if it's not what you think you're going to become, mm-hmm. you're at least on the right path. Yeah. And you're giving it everything you got because you love showing up every day. Exactly. If you get in a situation, you know, like your dad wanted you to be an accountant, but you don't want to be an accountant, you're going to suffer, right? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter if you make $100,000 a year being an accountant. Yeah. You're going to be really <laughs> unfulfilled, right? And then, yeah. And then there's, you know, like other situations like you and, and the boat you're in right now where you probably thought at one point in time it was about having lots of fans and having fame and making good money and being this person that like had the groupies. I got to be careful because I have your girlfriend up here. <laughs> My lovely girlfriend. Yeah. Yes. yeah. She is. I, I, it's so nice that I got to meet her today. Too. Yeah. yeah. Showing in the gazebo. That's my, um, that's my PIC. Yeah. <laughs> nice. It took me 34 years, but I, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's awesome, man. Hey, I, you know, uh, but uh, when you when you get to that point where you actually now have an opportunity to do really great things with the thing that you love doing, mm-hmm. that's that to me is the the definition of success. Dude, I could I could say the same thing about you. Like honestly, right now, like you could tell how much you enjoy this because I I've been listening to your shows a lot within the last like couple of weeks. And you can tell, like, you can tell when someone's doing it and, like, just because they, like, think they want to. And then you can yeah. tell when someone really wants to do it and puts the time into it. Just, like, like I was, we were talking before we started recording and, like, I have a show too. But, like, you you, re- you can tell you invest into the equipment. Like, you want it to sound good. Like, it, yeah. it shows for sure. Yeah. I just want you to know that. Like <laughs> I appreciate that a lot, yeah. man. Because yeah. one of the things I actually wanted to talk to you about was the creative arts. Mm-hmm. So to speak, because I think I think when people try to tap into their creative side or their creative interest, they often find it very frustrating at times because it's very hard for that to, you know, turn into something that will help you live a career, right? right. So, right. like, you love doing it. I have a lot of people that love singing, mm-hmm. and I think they're just torn because they don't have really the opportunity to make money off of singing. Yep. And for me, for a long time, the podcast, I love doing it. Building an audience was really, really hard. I hated selling. It is selling. so hard. It's You're right. It's so hard, hard man. <laughs> it's really hard. And, yeah. you know, like I had to swallow my own vice because I'm putting content out there telling people, well, look, you got to get knocked down and get back up. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to get knocked down another hundred times. And then when I looked at myself, I'm like, you know what? Swallow your own medicine here because that's what you're going through right now. You're going to hit, you know, times where you feel like no one's listening. No one mm-hmm. cares. You're trying to have a voice. You're trying to, you know, and for me, it was always just build really good content. Yeah. Focus on the content and then build it and they will come kind of mantra. You're right. You're exactly right. Yeah. But it's just a slow, it's a slow process and it gets, it, it can be really frustrating, but I came back to the why, like I'm doing it for me. Yeah. I'm getting so much out of it for me that, you know, the fan base and the numbers they're at a point that I'm really happy with them. You know, mm-hmm. I, I actually just got offered an opportunity to possibly do an executive summit in Toronto, like a live recording with oh, some executives. <laughs> Dude, that's <laughs> great. <laughs> I had to like caution them that, you know, like I might not have the follower base <laughs> they think I have, you know, so. Hey man, that's they, that's great, man. That they even yeah. like, like had interest though. Like that's good for you, man. Congrats yeah, on that. That's I awesome. appreciate yeah. it. But uh, we're definitely gonna come back to the theme of failure because <laughs> I, I want to kind of hear about your journey and, and dig into that a little bit. Not Absolutely. Not to say that you yeah. had failures, but I'm just no. sure that along the way there was 
some <sighs> some really tough things that happen. But oh yeah, <laughs> I want to start in a really weird place. That's okay. I'm, I'm super curious about this. There's nothing you can weird me out with. Let's put it that okay, way. Okay, good. <laughs> so let's go there. What did Mike Dunn want to be when he was a kid? Like, oh. what was the dream? Hmm. Was it always music from like the time you were young? It was, and so I got I got my first. It's funny you were talking before. This kind of goes hand in hand with what you were saying. So you you mentioned something about like your dad wanting to be, you wanting you to be an accountant, but you wanted to do something different. Right. When I was seven, my dad didn't want me to become. No, an I know, right? no, I know. But I'm, yeah, what you were saying exactly. Yeah. So my dad was an athlete his whole life. Okay. And I'm sure I was the only boy, so he wanted me to do the same. So I signed up for baseball, and I sucked. I was. Yeah terrible i'm not an athlete i was that kid in right field that you know never got a hit all that and i remember asking him when i turned nine like can i please get a guitar and quit baseball good move on his part yeah <laughs> so yeah so i started playing and uh I, I i always wanted to be a musician because i had an uncle that was 10 years older than me and he yeah. was like my role model man he passed away when he was 27 but oh, like he left uh, I, I appreciate that but he left like I'm so glad I learned from him right because I was able to like carry on what he was doing yeah and sure. especially after something like that like I was 17 when he passed so yeah especially after that I knew that's what I wanted to do but when I was a kid it was either like I knew I wanted to be an actor or a musician like that yeah. was that was my thing when I was a kid yeah nice and yeah. uh I don't know I just I was always into like things that could take me away from reality I guess like the comic books music all that stuff yeah. And I'm still like that, and I'm a grown man. <laughs> when did you realize you were good? <laughs> like, like, really good? Was there, like, did you sing in front of your family, and they're like, oh, my gosh. Dude, it's, it's, that's actually an interesting story. And I told it before, but I've never got to tell it in a format like this. Um, it's, it's funny you ask that. Uh, never had any intention of being a vocalist. So when I started playing guitar, like I said, I was nine years old. I was a big Green Day fan. Nirvana, all that stuff. I was born in 85, so by the mid-90s, I was like 9, 10 years old. Right. And that was the stuff that I liked listening to, you know? So I wanted to play guitar, and I finally formed a band by the time I got to high school. I was, in, I was a freshman, and we had to put a band together to do this 50s night at St. Philip's Church in Crafton. Yeah. Yeah, you, you know, that's yeah, that. Yeah, I, I go by it every day. Yeah, so we, uh, we put a band together, me, Dan Chata, and uh, this other uh, kid that we went to high school with. We did a three-piece. Dan Chata was supposed to sing. This kid was in chorus, everything. We rehearsed with him being the lead singer. Well, luckily, I had an ear for stuff, and I picked up all the lyrics from him just from practicing. So showtime came, and he just looks white as a ghost. It's like a half hour before we got to play. He's throwing up, like, sweating. I'm like, do you, are you going to be able to do this? And he's like, no. So I had to sing, and I remember I had a Penn State hat on. I had to pull it down over my eyes and just stare at the floor. But I wasn't good, like... It, it's weird. It, it's a weird thing. Like, I, I knew I wasn't good that night. Like, it wasn't great. I carried a tune, but it wasn't, like, anything, you know, like, over the top. So, from that moment on, I got stuck in that lead singer role in every band I was in afterwards. Because, like, now that it was out that I could actually do that. Yeah. And singers are, like, very hard to find when you're younger because no one wants to get in front of people and do that. Yeah. So, I did it. And the more I kept doing it, like, you knew how much me and Frank played back in the day. It was, right. like, like, every night. From playing that much, it just, your voice is like a muscle. You know what I mean? Yeah. You build every repetition and building it up, you just train it the right way. That's, it's, it's not like I planned on doing it. It kind of all just like 
rolled into this thing. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I feel like you're a little too humble, though, because <laughs> if you sang and every band you joined afterwards <laughs> made you become the singer, I'm pretty sure that you probably did a, a good job. I, I mean, I, I, it wasn't terrible. Like, it, yeah. I just, I was, I was always my biggest critic. Like, I would hear my voice on recordings and yeah. just be like, uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. crazy, man, because yeah. to hear you now, like, I so I, I listened to you play a couple weeks back. Right? Yeah, um, yeah. And again, these people sitting next to me, just like I love listening to him so much. You know, Aww. like I hear it. Yeah. And, and and then I like it when there's people sitting next to me that don't know who you are, and they don't know that you know me. Right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, they just kind of yeah. sit down and they'll they'll start talking, and then all of a sudden they'll pick up on your singing, <laughs> and they'll just be like, "Wow, this guy is really really good." Aww. You know. Yeah. And actually, um, funny story. My, my old boss, he might be listening to this cause I, I, I think I'm going to send him this episode <laughs> to definitely listen to he's, you know, he's an executive for a company yeah. and he still does a band, he oh. does band nights. So he has a band and they, they come together, they play cover songs and it's a big party at like someone's house. They always pick someone else's house yeah. to do it. And I go to all of them. That's a really I, cool idea. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Like I go to the ones that are at his house. So. The other people in the band, you know, I don't know them. So I only mm-hmm. go when they're playing at his house. And it's awesome. Everyone has a great time. And he, he literally has, like, an auditorium in his basement, it looks like. Oh, he has, wow. like, a bar and he has a stage and he has seats set up, like these kind of seats we're sitting in. And people just sit there and drink and have fun and listen to the band. Yeah. It's awesome. So when he came the to meet me that one night and you were playing, I immediately said, like, the guy playing, you have to listen to him. He's phenomenal. Oh. You're, you're going to really love him. And him being like the, you know, okay. I'm yeah. Gonna <laughs> yeah. He's yeah, like, yeah, yeah I, I don't mean to sound like that, but he, he was kind of like, yeah, sure. Right. You right. Know, Chad doesn't know his shit when it comes to music. <laughs> Literally like 10 minutes later, I look over and he's in front of the stage and he's watching everything you're doing. Oh, man. And I come over to talk to him and like reinforce how good you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's just sitting there. He's going, I don't know how he's doing that. I don't know what you were doing. You were doing the, something with the- like your foot while you were playing or something oh okay know. yeah so you're it was i was either looping or doing uh backtracks which i do both so like the looping is if i play something it's basically like a recorder recording device that goes on my pedal board yeah and i when i tap it it'll record what i'm playing and if i tap it again it stops and then it loops it you know what i mean oh wow. so that way it's kind of like another <laughs> guitar going and then i can yeah yeah it's that, ed, it was definitely something like that yeah ed sheeran does a lot of it he does okay. a ton of that yeah so and then backtracks is like basically like what you use for karaoke but i cut out like the instruments like i basically just put bass and drums in there so i have something to play along with it's not as boring like you get that upbeat kind of vibe behind me so i'm still singing and playing guitar but i have tracked bass and drums like from a laptop too in the mix you know so the looping you're actually like you're actually creating the sounds of like other instruments so oh no no that's the backtracks okay. that's what that is okay. the looping is like just my guitar so if okay. i play something and then oh, you record it and then you can play it again while you're playing something new. right so i can do a solo on top of a rhythm you know what i mean like like i'll record that sounds like a, insanely it, difficult it's it, you have to have really good timing to be able to it took me a long time to figure it out yeah <laughs> so it i think it was that because it was okay. definitely something you were doing with your yeah foot, um, yeah and he is that what you do with your foot mm-hmm. yeah. yeah that's interesting you picked up on that too that's yeah because <laughs> he's sitting there watching it and he's just going this is phenomenal like i don't know how he's doing that uh, or or maybe he like 
he knew how you were doing it, right. but he just knew how hard it was to do. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I, I was trying, I was like, I told you he's amazing. He's like, no, you don't understand. <laughs> like, this is really hard to do. I had no idea what you were doing. I just know that you sound really good. Thanks, so. man. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. And I'm not one of those people that, like, like, yeah, I'm not going to lie. Like, it's not the best feeling in the world when you play in a room, which does happen where, like, you don't get a whole lot of response back. But I'm at the point where, like, I'm not really playing for a lot of these people anymore. I'm doing a lot of weirder songs that I know that I sound good on. Yeah. As opposed to, like, a song that more people will know. Yeah. And it's been working out pretty well because I kind of found my niche. It's like, why would someone want to hear me sing a country song? I hate country and I don't listen to it, so I'm not going to do that. You know, like, I'm going to do the stuff that I know I can do well and just bring that out. And yeah. It seems to be working out better. That's kind of like the transition I made over the last couple of years. Cause it was always like, I was always so worried about playing those typical songs you hear every other band play because that's what you have to do. Yeah. Once I got sure. out of that, Pat Hanovan actually helped me get out of that mentality a lot. Like looking at the world, the way you're supposed to do things, you yeah. know, and just yeah, kind of yeah. start to do my own thing. Yeah. And I'm sure that's like, you're a good example of that too, man. Like you, I've watched you like, grow so much over the last like 10 years I man like you're that, man. yeah like it's awesome that you're sending out all this positivity and it's trying it's really cool though man like yeah. that's good I, for you like that's it's really cool I mean, <laughs> I mean i i think that's one of the biggest secrets in life is just being positive mm-hmm. and kind of having an out, a good outlook and for me like i i i saw a quote the other day it was something like they they you know, I get made fun of because I'm different, but I laugh at them because they're all the same or yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. And I, that just struck me because I, it's so true. Like, mm-hmm. I, I've gotten to a point in coming back to, like, the midlife kind of thing where mm-hmm. the the why is different than when we started with. You know, I don't – I just don't care about the same things I used to care about. It used to be the buy the nice house with the white picket fence yep. and do the 8 to 5 and have dinner at, you know, 6 and then rinse and repeat and wake up and do the same shit again yeah. for the next 30 years. And by the way, you're going to get tricked into, like, this 30-year mortgage <laughs> that you can't afford and, yep. and be under this, like, weight of debt for the rest of your life. And, you know, every now and again you'll have a nice pool party with your kids. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. And then by the time you know it, you're dead. And I'm like – I, that can't be it for me. And I just listened to a podcast where a guy, I think it was Jerry, I I, I can't remember, or Chip Conley. He actually, he said someone told him that you you can't spend your afternoon the same way you spent your morning. So, you know, like when you, when you get to a certain point, you have to rethink everything that you've ever done and why you did it and figure out like what the new direction forward is. So, you know, not to, I don't, I want the show to be about you. But no, no, no. I'm definitely, I'm yeah. definitely at this point because. Um, it's interesting me, to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I feel like I, I kind of am through the foundational phase of my life, mm-hmm. meaning like I built a foundation of like the things I wanted to learn, the career I wanted to have. And now I'm at a point where I kind of want to use that, but go in a, a totally different direction. Yeah. You know, I understand and, that, and, and figure out how to use the tools differently, and just just do something. And I was—it's funny—I was at an executive summit, and they were kind of asking what we wanted to do in our next phase of life. And they looked at me and they said, "You're you're kind of young. What do you want to What do you want to do? You know, like where where are you going in your career?" I yeah. Was like, well, I run a podcast and I'm opening a gym, so <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't I have no idea why I'm sitting here, but um yeah. But dude, like like good for you though, man. Like yeah. you know how many people like have probably both of those dreams and don't do either ever? Right. Like yeah. so many people. Yeah. And it kind of makes me sad. Like that's yeah. it's just it's funny. Like I don't know. A good example, honestly, like you mentioned Emily sitting over there before, like my most of my life it's been I 
so like not to get too deep into this but like i had a no, get my, deep. my mother passed away a couple years ago and that oh, that, that, that yeah. changed oh thank you. i appreciate that yeah. like it, it changed me though but yeah. like i've tried to take the positives out of it in a good way and like yeah. i'm able to i look at life so much differently now than i did before that and I'm, I'm able to like appreciate things and see things for what they really are and like just trying to take whatever I can that's good out of that and, yeah. and one thing it led me to was her like you know what I mean like I finally am in a healthy relationship and it's amazing what that can do for you like, yeah yeah oh yeah, yeah. I mean, having the right people around you for sure and life is um that's just it I there's a book out there that I was reading called the five regrets of the dying yeah and it's about a girl who she kind of was just this like float in the wind kind of person where she just would end up in different countries and oh, wow. living with different people and she actually took care of someone just to make some money mm-hmm. and ended up like kind of getting her into being a stay-at-home hospice nurse for people that were in their late stages yeah and she became really close to a lot of them and she wrote a book called the top five regrets of the or i think it's the five regrets of the dying oh wow and it's it's just extremely profound because uh-huh. you hear these people talk about like these regrets that they have in life and it's it's all of those things right like there was one woman who she did everything that her husband wanted her to do her whole life Uh, and he had finally passed away and she actually found this like sense of relief and freedom and couldn't wait to do things that she wanted to do mm -hmm. and she literally was like diagnosed with a terminal disease a couple weeks later oh my god so she was kind of you know and it's just that's that's like for me I, I keep coming back to the I want to look back and say holy shit I can't believe I did that I can't mm-hmm. believe I tried that I can't believe I risked that yeah you know and and not be like I wish I wouldn't have taken it so safe kind of attitude story know? of my life man like yeah. up until the last like five years I feel like that's how I always lived my life I was that guy that just like was just so afraid to cross that line for some reason and like yeah. it's it's different now but it's just funny how I was that person at one point. Yep. I don't know. It's... One of my favorite quotes is, um, life happens at the end of your comfort zone. Yeah. So I started really digging into that. And I'm, I'm like, what, is, what does that actually mean? Does that mean that I have to get up and leave and go to some remote <laughs> island yeah. and like yeah. just start my life all over? Or does that mean that maybe instead of coming home from work and sitting on the couch, maybe I go run three miles? Yeah. You know, and I do these micro doses of kind of taking myself outside of comfort. Yeah. And that has completely transformed my life. So oh, sure. It's just been this rolling cycle of things that I keep trying to say, okay, let's go do something else and let's go try it. Mm-hmm. Podcasting was really uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable to go. I, I think people think that like there's glamour in it. Y- yeah. To me, there's no glamour. Right. Like, I don't think people realize how humiliating it can be because I'm – I put together a 40-minute episode. It takes me 15 hours to build the content. So total, I got like 15 hours in to publish an episode. I get 10 people to listen to it. I put it on Facebook, and two people like it. Right, yeah. And it's it's really demoralizing. It it, it is, yeah. But I keep telling myself, well, keep pushing those boundaries and keep pushing those boundaries, and we'll see where it ends up. But I think one of the things I want to come back to, because I I think one of the big – Things that can help people, like I, you talking about being surrounded by Emily, I think you have to have the right people around you for sure. Definitely. You talked about your uncle. Mm-hmm. But I think it was really awesome that your dad did what he did and allowed you to switch gears. He, I, I'm, I'm very fortunate to like I, – I always had two parents that 
no matter what I wanted to do, it wasn't like they fought me on it or tried to talk me out of it. They just supported me and let me make yeah. and let me make my own mistakes. You yeah. know, like and I I never really thought about that until I got older. Yeah. And I really, I kind of just talked about it recently, and I was just like, that's that's a very like scary parenting method for them to like trust me. You know what I mean? Like kind of right. like let me do my thing. Even when I like became a musician full time, I feel like most parents would try to talk their kid out of that. Right. Mine were just like great you know like that's that's what you want to do and yeah yeah, yeah. Awesome. so i was very fortunate in that area like to have that yeah yeah, yeah. i have this thing called proximity limitations mm-hmm. <laughs> where i think it's this huge problem that actually exists and just to give you an extreme example of it think of like a town of 100 people right and mm-hmm. you grow up and your dad's a he has a farm so you grow up knowing farming right and I call it proximity limitations because you only know what you have proximity to, right? Yeah. And you, you don't ever get beyond the walls of that. Nowadays, it's a little easier because people have the internet and you can kind of see the world at large. And yeah. you might not be able to go experience Europe, but you can kind of learn a little bit yeah. about it. And we live in a much more diverse world where, you know, you kind of get that dynamic, which is awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah. All about the cultures. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's much better these days, but... I still think this is a huge problem because even when you think of high school sports, to me, that's a proximity limitation oh, because yeah. you only have like four options or five and that's all you really know. And if you're, you're right. not good at that, it's kind of really demoralizing and you don't fit in and, and, and it's like, well, how do I know? And this is what always bothered me because I always wanted to be in film. Oh, but I didn't know that. I always wanted to be. Oh, in that's film. cool, man. Me too. That's one of my like dreams. Yeah, yeah. 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 And <laughs> when you said that, I was gonna like, I was gonna come back to that actually. Yeah. But, um, we'll come back to it now. I, <laughs> I always thought I wanted to be an actor because that's what I saw mm-hmm. in the movies. I saw actors. But now you want to be behind, right? Yeah, like, and it's funny because they do put up the credits right mm-hmm. at the end of the movie, and you see like all these names. You have no idea what it means. Right. But as I grew older, I learned that, like, there's a person called a cinematographer. Mm-hmm. And there's a person called a director. And there's a person called an audio editor, yep. right? Like, we were talking before the show about how we edit these episodes. Yeah. Or have to edit them at times, whatever. Um, so there's all these things that go into it. There's screenplay writers, right? Right. Uh, and when I started, like, getting into some of these different areas, I'm like, I don't think I want to be the person on screen necessarily. Mm-hmm. I want to be the person that's kind of pulling the story together right like producer kind yeah, of. yeah yeah or, yeah or even a director or, right? yeah like just yeah. kind of like and literally that's what i do i just do it in a completely different area of life you I, would be a good director i, I, do, I, could, I, I could totally see it yeah. i do <laughs> I, like i'm a project manager so i have to work with yeah eight different teams on a project and we pull it all together and we build something yeah and well, you, well, you ooze yeah. positivity and that's what you that's what those actors like need from that director yeah. you know like that's yeah, yeah. exactly um yeah. reinforcement without breaking their hearts <laughs> yeah right right <laughs> do it another 500 times <laughs> you know but um but i i i've always been kind of mad that I didn't have someone tap me on the shoulder and say, hey, you know, you don't have to move to LA. Why don't you study cinematography? Right. Or take these courses. And actually, I, I ended up just taking an acting course, which is where I learned about some of the different subjects. Oh, that's cool, man. It was, it was probably what got me through my senior year of college, actually. Nice. Because I had a senior project where we were building a computer system for someone. Mm-hmm. And I had this class, like, you know, one day a week where we would come and we'd do these exercises where I remember one where he, he made us pretend like we were seaweed <laughs> in the ocean. So like we had to just like stay there with our eyes closed. Yeah. And 
literally I'm stressed beyond belief of these finals and graduating. And then like, I would just go be this piece of seat. <laughs> It would be, That's great. It yeah. would be literally like the best half hour of my life while I'm just like flowing yeah. back and forth. And then we would walk through these motions. And I actually got with one of the best actresses in the class for our, our screenplay we had to do. Yeah. And her and I went through this like law and order type scene where nice. like there was a lawyer and it was probably the funnest thing I've ever done. <laughs> you know? That's so, so cool, I, man. Yeah. I, um, but I, you know, when I when I hear your you say this like your dad said, Okay, well let me give you a guitarist and a baseball glove, I don't think a lot of dads do that. You're right. Yeah. And it and they almost want to live vicariously through their kids because they ended up sucking ass at whatever yeah. sports oh, they dude. wanted to kind of like. uh, Yeah, because they missed their chance and yeah, man, it's like I don't understand how that thought process even works. Like I, I get everyone thinks differently, but like you know, you're bringing this person into the world and you want them to succeed. So, like, why not let them do the things they want to do? As yeah. long as it's not hurting them in any way, obviously. But, yeah, it's... Exactly. Yeah. Or at least expose them to things and try to figure out. Yeah. I, I I have this fundamental belief that everyone is really good at something. Oh, you're right. And and that most people never find out what that is. Mm-hmm. And that's really, really sad to me. Well, that goes back to surrounding yourself with good people. Like, if you don't have, a, like, positive people around you to, like bring you back up when you are feeling down or like like for instance like me as a musician like if i didn't have four other guys around me in that band that were the most supportive people i don't know if it would be the same you know like if i would enjoy it some like as much as i do or like whatever it's yeah like it it just goes back to that like like you were saying like you have to surround yourself like you you everyone has the choice to pick the people they want around them you know right and that's a great choice to have so why not take advantage of it you know (laughs) i just read that in a book actually where it said scientists have they've actually like proven that your environment will determine who you are as a person yeah so like think 5 10 15 years down the road you are absolutely going to change like there's no doubt that every single person is going to change the number one predictor of what you're going to become is the environment that you're surrounded by oh wow so that's interesting that's um that's it can be kind of thought provoking because it makes me really want to pay attention <laughs> to the people that I'm surrounding myself with. Yeah. And I just read the book, the magic of think and bake and it was a phenomenal book, but it really touches on this where, I mean, people, your friends, your loved ones, people that mean the most to you in the world, they can be the most toxic people for mm. you because they're just literally anchors that'll drag you to the bottom of the ocean. Absolutely. Because they're just negative. You tell them a big idea, I want to go be a film producer. You're crazy. Yeah, You're yeah. crazy. Now right. now I look back at that, and I'm 36 years old now, mm-hmm. and everyone that told me I was crazy for wanting to be an actor, I'm thinking, thank God someone didn't tell like Brad Pitt that. It, right. They probably did. He was just smart enough to know That's to such listen. a good point, man. Yeah. yeah, like, wow, that's, I don't know, that just really made me think about that. But that's why I love... <laughs> people like you because you're out there and you're taking this craft this thing like you figured it out right like you actually found that thing you're really good at and you're pursuing it and you're doing amazing i remember drunk as hell in a bar (laughs) trying to tell you that i'll invest all this money oh yeah yeah and then the next day i woke up hungover thinking like oh shit where am i gonna get all this money i just told i was gonna invest that was flattering man that someone had that much confidence in me first of all (laughs) i'm like i want to be your capital investor we'll get you in front of record labels hey man like that but you know what to me like that's like flattering that someone sees that because i don't see myself that way you know like it's just like to me it's always been 
when I was a kid, even up until like my junior year of high school, I was a very, very quiet person. Like I kept to myself, like ask Pat, he knows, like we've yeah. been friends since we were kids. I didn't come out of my shell to my junior year and that was only because I started hanging around with better people, you right. know, like people that I like felt comfortable around and weren't judging me and things like that. But it took me that long to realize that like 16 years old and, and that's a shame, like because I remember always being so anxious and worried as a kid, like society puts all these rules on you and you, you pick them up as a child, you know? Yeah. But then once you learn how to let go of that, your life can become so much better. And I had to yeah. learn that like through trial and error. Right. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, you're definitely right, man. It's <laughs> to take me to you starting out getting mm -hmm. into music. Like how do you get from now people are pulling you in. They want you to be the lead singer. Yeah. Yeah. To being what you are today. <laughs> like what does that journey look like? Was it, is it just, one small kind of success after the next, or did you really hit some roadblocks and struggle yeah. different parts along the way? Uh, definitely hit some roadblocks. The best way I can put it is, if I had to like summarize it, from that moment on, it was like, all right, if I'm gonna do this, then I'm gonna do it r the right way, I guess. And the biggest thing that, I would never be able to do this without Frank from the beginning, let's put it that way. Um, yeah, like I said, for those of you that don't know, like he's the bassist in the Lava Game, the band I play in, but he's also my like acoustic duo partner too. So like him and I start. That's how the Lava Game started was him and me. My mom and my aunt's birthday, her sister were two days apart, so they wanted to have a joint birthday party at Celebrations in Imperial. This was June tenth, two thousand five, and she asked me to play, and I I had never done covers like in a bar before. I was only nineteen years old, and uh, I was like sure, and I knew Frank had played, so I hit him up. I'm like, dude, I need like another person to do this. I can't do this by myself. I came from playing in original bands before this. I should clarify that. Like, I was writing music, doing albums. This was something completely different. Like, this is the cover band world. It's almost like, <laughs> sadly, you make more money in areas like this doing that, you know. But it can be a lucrative business. But anyways, I, I digress. Me and him, like, started that as an acoustic duo. Well, then people were starting to have a lot of fun. They're getting drunk. They want to dance. So it's like do you guys have a band? And we're like, we can probably get a drummer. And that's when we got Tony DiPietro was our first drummer. And we were three-piece for a long time. And like I said, from from doing that, from playing with those two, those two are the most, like, they're phenomenal musicians, those two. Like, I was very fortunate to play with people like that, you know? And it made me just want to be that much better. Yeah. Like, when you're playing with other musicians that are, like, really good, there's nothing that's going to motivate you more than... Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's what it was. Like, I was never that person that needed a whole lot or anything like that. Like, if, I, if, if I'm going to, if I start a task, I can't do it over a period of three days. I have to finish it right there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's kind of how the music stuff was. Like, I would, I remember locking myself in my bedroom for hours until I figured out a song on guitar. Wow. Yeah. Just like, but that's the funny thing. I don't have drive like that with anything else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's what I mean. Like the whole process, you, until you fall in love with the stuff that you're, the work. Yeah. Then like you're not, if you're in something that you don't really have passion for, mm -hmm. you're never going to be your best. You're not going to show up at 150%. Right. Because you don't enjoy doing what you're doing. And I always tell people work out long enough until you actually love working out. Yeah. It'll, it'll actually happen. You're right. I don't think it happens with every area of life. Mm -hmm. I could study accounting until I'm blue in the face. So I'm <laughs> never going to love accounting. Right. But that's right. like, for me, I, 
I kind of romanticize about being a musician. Like, oh, I, yeah? I would love to think of myself as someone that could play a guitar. Yeah. But I, it would take five minutes, and I'd be so frustrated <laughs> that I would just never touch a guitar again. I think, actually, it did take five minutes. See, that's the trick, though. That's a good point. Like, I started when I was nine. If I would have started when I was, like, 14, 15, I yeah. really don't know that I would have stuck with it. Because that's the right. age where you start really developing. You're interested in other things. There was actually a period of time where I remember where I was like in my late teens and I probably didn't touch my guitar for like eight months because yeah. I was just doing other things, you know? Right. Things that were probably a waste of time. Yeah. But like, you're young and stupid, you know? Right. It's, yeah. But music's just one of those things, like, I can't even explain it. Like, it runs in my family, but it's just the only thing that I ever felt like I was supposed to do, I guess. I don't know. In a yeah. weird way. Sometimes I hate it. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, sometimes I do not like it. Like, I to put it like in a way and I'm not trying to like complain about it you know it's some days you know you're in a bad mood you don't want to be around people imagine like having to be like almost like a puppet that day you know like I, you you have to put on that smile I mean that's every day for work for people I think but, that all the time when yeah, I see you I, yeah. I, I feel like I mean I have bad days like everybody else you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's it's got to be so hard because while you're up there singing and performing and doing what you love there's so many other things that are probably not ideal. Right. Even like you said, people aren't sometimes not even paying attention. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think you actually kind of have a curse because depending upon where you're playing at in the bar, if the if the lights are a little dim and you're kind of on a stage somewhere in the back, yep. it's real easy for you to sound like a radio because you're so good oh, that man. Like it's, it's almost <laughs> like the radio is playing. Wow. I and never I even people, thought about I that. I think people just kind of immediately go into this trance where there's just music on in the background it sounds that good i can guarantee you those people would not be socializing the way they are yeah. without paying attention if you sucked because they'd be like what the hell is this you know, right like, right no that's they're good. almost like tranced out because but then that's why i love you actually because <laughs> out of nowhere you'll play like this song like backstreet boys oh yeah yeah <laughs> in like a different way and it's so funny because i I wish like I wish the listeners could just like hear the way that you sing. Um, what is it? Um, I want it that way. It's funny you mention that because I, this is probably like I haven't done this in like three years. But I there would be points where I'd be playing. It was a lame night. I knew no one was paying attention, so I would pick a person. Say there was a dude wearing like a flannel shirt, he had a hat on and like boots. I would just start playing something and be like, "Well, this guy's wearing a flannel shirt, black hat, and <laughs> you know, what I mean, describing this guy as clearly as I can." never turned around like didn't even yeah. they didn't comprehend that you yeah. know <laughs> did other people in the crowd pick oh up yeah a few oh, people yeah. saw and it like, like knew what i was doing it. oh yeah but like that just goes to show you know i i couldn't have described him any more clearly yeah well every <laughs> time you play that song backstreet boys yeah. like, i like picking guys out oh in the crowd because they'll be singing it it's more they, guys they can't figure out a lot of them don't know what it is yeah they're like they know the words so they <laughs> sing it and then by the time they realize that you're singing like a Backstreet Boys song, they're like, oh no, I'm so embarrassed. Yeah, I was now, joking. I don't know. Meanwhile, I'm over in the corner like doing Backstreet Boys dances. <laughs> you know, like, 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 I got them all memorized oh, and yeah. shit. You oh, know? yeah. Actually, uh, I want to talk to you about that because if you ever have an opportunity where you'll allow me to come on stage and absolutely. dance in the background. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I encourage that stuff. That's <laughs> That'd be pretty awesome. Yeah. I love that, man. The best part of this job, honestly, and I say this all the time, like, it's getting to hang out with the people that I do. Like, like okay, for instance, like, when when the Lava Game does Beer Fest at Stage 8, we're playing in front of, like, five to 6,000 people. That's my least favorite part of the day is the performing. My favorite part is getting there, 
getting to hang out with like my four best friends that I also work with, like you know my girlfriend's there too. Yeah. Like she gets to hang out. Like what other job am I gonna do where I can yeah. like do this? You know, and it's days like that that make me think like, all right, calm down. Like this isn't <laughs> like terrible, right. you know. But uh, it has to be awesome being on stage too, though, because it, it, I saw. I think. I don't think it was Aaron that was recording the video that I watched because I saw in the video Aaron recording the crowd. Oh, yeah, so yeah. So I'm like, someone's recording Aaron. I, think, I don't know who that is. I think it but, was Frank. I think that's who it yeah, was. But yeah. it was. It looked awesome. It's man. it's a good feeling to like to have seen other bands there at sold-out shows and then we're playing on a stage in the same situation. Yeah. It, it's like sometimes I do have to stop and think, like, put yourself in your 13-year-old body right now, like... You know, like, and it's it's from, it's just like anything else. When you do something so many times, the first time I ever played in front of that crowd, like, yeah, it was, and it's still a really good feeling, don't get me wrong, but it's not like that first time again, yeah. you know, and it never will be, but that's okay. It's just, you know, that that's what motivates people, I guess, most of the time to try new things so you can get that feeling yeah. for, yeah. I, yeah. it's, that is, that's one of the things I romanticize about because I just think that that would be the most amazing feeling in the world. It, when those when those people are seeing those words with you, honestly, I like yeah, I get goosebumps a lot. Like there's yeah. there's it's a yeah, I can't lie. That's like a great to have feeling. that many people paying attention to you know like if I had that many people listen to my podcast, I'd be happy. Let right. alone live, right? And them cheering me on mm-hmm. and like screaming and clapping. And I remember we went and saw oh Coldplay. Oh wow! <laughs> and that'd be a good show. Yeah, <laughs> I, like the only song I'd ever heard before going and watching them was a Yellow. I yeah, think it is. yeah, that's probably their biggest one. So. Like I went because my one of my best friends had tickets, and him and his wife and Katie and I we went as a, a group of four, and they mm-hmm. actually his I think it was his brother or nephew was working for the band, so he got us tickets, and they ended up being phenomenal tickets. Uh, yeah. So the lead singer comes out, and he's putting on a show like I've never could have uh, even imagined. He's a great front man. Yeah. yeah. It was Chris phenomenal. Martin. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I don't know the people's name. It names, just but, came to me. I couldn't think of it. Yeah. <laughs> but he was phenomenal, and I'm, I'm just thinking, like, that would, that's got to be the greatest. I'm... I don't want to say he was on drugs, but it kind of like no, but he on, had a lot of energy. Like he was really putting on a show. No, that's a good like not like so. It's it's like the best high you'll ever get. No other drug is comparable to that kind of feeling. That's like natural like that. My favorite part of the night is like getting to do those acoustic songs, not to have the attention on me, but to be able to be a part of something so big like that, and everyone's singing the same song. Yeah. That's what like we try to preach. Like that's my whole thing. You know, positivity with people. Like don't. And I know that's what you're about too. It's spreading messages like if, if i have all this attention on me i'm not going to use it to be a douche like right. i, I want to spread a good message yeah. and make sure people are living their lives the best way they can and you know just yeah pat yeah. actually said that to me in a bar the other day he said the difference between us and them them being like yeah some people that were doing something similar to what we're doing right is he said when we make a million dollars we're not going to be driving around in Bentleys bragging about a million dollars. Exactly. We're going to be influencing the world and changing the way people do stuff and mm-hmm. helping helping every everyone that we can. Yeah. Dude, yeah. I mean, what like what else other than like, you know, family and all that? Like what else is there? Like what do you you're, we're all going to die someday. Like what right. what do you want to leave behind? Like what do you what's your legacy going to be, yeah. you know? Yeah. What's your it's, footprint? Yeah. Yeah, like, what, what do you want to be known for? Yeah, I, I'm actually um, one of the things I'm trying to build. I've been building. It's part of my whole podcast content creation is this framework that you can kind of take and apply to anything. I used it through my career in corporate America, and mm-hmm. I'm kind of like refining it. And I all the books I read, I pull content and put them into these different topics. 
but the first part is building your foundation and it's it's all predicated on this theory that you just got to be a good person like before you can be anything else because at the end of the day if you're someone that doesn't listen well uh-huh. to others you're never going to have true friends you're right if you're someone that doesn't really respect money yeah <laughs> yeah like you're never going to be really <laughs> you know, satisfied, um, right? Like if you're, if you're someone that's just very ego fueled, you're, you're never going to really find that inner power and that mm-hmm. inner strength because you're, you're letting the external drive everything. Yep. Right. Um, so it's just, you, it's, you have to really, to show up as your best, you got to figure that out first. You yeah. Gotta, you got to build the, the foundation of the house, right? You'll never be fulfilled if you don't. Right. Absolutely. That's... So that's why I love like, you and why I've loved like listening to you and following you for so long. And I want to get into all of the bands you're in because <laughs> bands, but all of the different yeah. pieces that you yeah. show up in. Right. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> but it's, be been, it's been because of that, because, you know, like for a long time, I, I look back on it now and I don't think I was chasing the wrong thing, but, um, I felt like I had so many other things I wanted to do and, and I just never really got to tap into them. Now, finally, a lot of that creative expressions coming out in the, the podcasting. Yeah. And, you know, finding my way in fitness and, and that kind of stuff. But I was just always so admirable to, to walk in and, like, be able to listen to you play uh, and the way that you play with the passion. But Thanks, man. That, that means yeah, a lot. Been, that really does. I've like... been a huge fan for a long time. <laughs> but let's go back to – so there's you. You play solo. Mm-hmm. And then you play with Frank. You've been playing with Frank for a long time. Yeah. Him and I don't get to do that as much anymore because, like, you know, like, he has a family now. It's it's getting acoustic work is, like, oh, his photo stuff, too. Like, like yeah, those two things alone. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, I, you know, when we can, like, we just played Celebrations this past Friday together, but... It's more of like an event now if it happens, you know. Does he play by himself? No. no so okay. Frank, yeah, Frank doesn't do lead vocals. He harmonizes really well, all that. I just never, you know, wanted to be a lead singer or anything like that. And um, then you're a part of the Lava Game. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so we just added Kenny. Boring, okay. you know. Like yep. It's almost yep. been a year since I think we brought him in. but I could tell you a funny story about Kenny Boring uh, yeah? if you want. Yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> I... I, the last time I remember being with Kenny Boring, we were both running laps around a soccer field. And I, one of us, I think it was him, like just face planted into a puddle. Oh, Complete exhaustion. Man. So someone vandalized one of the bathrooms during our soccer potty break mm-hmm. at the elementary school, McKee, because we were playing at Is McKee that where you field. went? Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. So our coach found, like, vandalism in the bathroom and literally just made us run until someone gave someone up. Wow. And we I, – I think I was right next to him or behind him or something. <laughs> and one of us just collapsed. I can't even remember. Oh, my was God. Like, I literally have <laughs> parsed memory from that day. But I don't think I've ever seen Kenny – like, I don't remember ever seeing him since that. So tell, him, <laughs> tell him I say hi. Well, he's okay. Yeah, just yeah, so you know. yeah. <laughs> We all survived that. I, I still don't even – it was probably Kenny that did that. So. Uh, <laughs> stepping ask, up. Ask him if it was him that vandalized the kids' I will. room. He's been a great addition, though, man. Yeah. Like, cause for, the, for, like, what, 10 years, I was – like I said before, any band I've ever been in, I've been the only lead singer. Most of the time, the only singer until recently. Once Aaron joined and Frank, they all sing, but – Having another lead vocalist, like, there would be times where the Lava Game would play four shows, four nights in a row, you know, three-hour, four-hour gigs. Wow. By the third night, my voice was just done. Yeah. So now having Kenny, we split up the set list 50-50, and, like, 
he'll do a chunk, then I'll do a chunk. But having that breather in between, oh, the, sure. uh, it's amazing. That's man. awesome. Like it, I can't like and. If I were to trust anybody else, he's the guy that like I wanted, and he's the guy that we got. So like it's it's, it's awesome. really cool. Yeah. So like, who else do you have? You have Frank. Frank, Aaron. You know Aaron Ricochet. Yes. Uh, Aaron's a beast, man. He that dude can like literally do anything he yeah. wants. Like it. <laughs> yeah. I need to. I I reached out to you. I'm I'm gonna hit him up to see if he'll DJ some of our leadership conferences. I'm sure. Yeah. He he he. In my opinion, he's the best DJ in the city. Yeah. And I'm not just saying that because I I'm in yeah. a band with him and all that. Like I I that's the truth like he's very good i feel bad because every time i see him it's at downey house after i've like (laughs) been drinking somewhere i for some reason people love taking me to downey house after they get me drunk somewhere else that might be where i'm going after this okay (laughs) yeah so i show up at downey house and like aaron's there playing awesome music on the dj yeah i feel like a vip because i get to go up and talk to him right right i always buy him a shot and he drinks like fireball oh yeah yep. or something like Mm -hmm. that so i have to do one with him fireball next thing you know i'm getting kicked out of the downey house oh man and then i call aaron then i don't call him but i'm like aaron (laughs) i'm so sorry he's like oh it's okay aaron (laughs) is like he is the most like laid back oh yeah for sure just like an awesome human being like that's all i can really say he just Yeah. yeah And then uh, Jeff Bucci is our drummer. That's, okay. Uh, yeah. Actually, Emily. Like that's how I know Emily is Jeff's girlfriend. They're sisters. Nice. So that's, Very yeah, cool. Yeah. Band. Yeah. You know, getting into relationships from that. I didn't realize <laughs> Bucci was a part of your band. Yeah. I, I wonder if it's the same Bucci. I'm. Thinking no, of. you're probably thinking okay. of the one that was friends with. Yeah. yeah, yeah I know who you're okay. thinking of. Okay, yeah, yeah. Same name, different guy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, uh, Bucci. We've had him for. He joined the band in 2013. He yeah. was the newest guy before Kenny. Like right. at that time, yeah. So, what are some of the big venues? Um, why don't we talk about yeah. PNC Park? Are you, you guys are still playing? No, I actually. This is my so for the last eight seasons. I started that in 2011. Every pirate season, I'd probably do about like 60 games. Within the last like six years, I was doing it solo. I like, so I was getting hired. I wasn't getting hired by the pirates. Yeah, dude, it, it was nuts. So I'm, I'm I couldn't not, even. I couldn't I'm not getting show any, up to 60 games. Yeah, dude, I'm not getting any younger either. Like, yeah. but. So it was a. It wasn't the pirates I was working for. It was Amped Group who owns Steel Cactus, uh, Foxtail, all those places. This year, I finally just made the decision. Like I can't. Like eight years was enough, and I can't. Sixty games is a lot. I'm in, like I said. I'm in my. Lot. I'm getting in my mid thirties. I can't handle that much playing anymore. Did they actually hire you to come play, or yeah. were, were you just like playing one no, day and see, all these crowds started I, showing up? I would like to clear this issue up, actually. <laughs> so I think like half the people think I was just busking down there for tips. I was hired <laughs> by a bar and paid by them to play every game, and then I would still make tips. Like, <laughs> but you had these huge crowds. Well, I would that, see like, people I went to high school with like walking by, and I know right. they're probably thinking like, "Oh man, he didn't make it far in life. Like, <laughs> he's on the street playing for like." <laughs> ones you know <laughs> look at mike he's outside yeah the yeah he's basically playing his guitar. that can't be true though because there's literally uh, like when i was down there and saw you playing yeah, like, there was yeah, crowds yeah. of people and my sister used to work at pnc and i told her about you and she's like oh yeah oh, she's like everyone i everyone met i met yeah yeah, you're you were awesome. Man. Oh, so, thanks, man. Thank so you, you guys play Beer Fest. That, beer Fest you just, is probably you got done with that, right? yeah. Well, we're actually still in the, like the summer tour is halfway over. So we do a winter tour and a summer tour okay. now. Yeah. Winter tour is five cities. It's uh, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Cincinnati, Columbus, and Philadelphia, and we do that within the span of two months between January and February, and it's Friday and Saturday each city, um, and then in the summer, it's Col- Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Cincy, and Columbus. But these are all one-day shows, so we have to do two three-hour shows or two four-hour shows in one day, like like the same show twice, pretty much. 
um, kind of like a musical, you know, they do two separate performances. Yeah. But uh, we get to play at these like big outdoor like like venues, you know, like Stage AE here. Uh, That's awesome. And since you were playing at the and next weekend, I'm gonna be at the Red Stadium. That's where we're playing for that beer fest there. So I get to go to a lot of places that I never thought I would. You know, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Man. Yeah, it's um, and I can't be like it's. I'm very grateful for it. Listen, <laughs> while yeah. while we're on the lava game, I know. Well, do you guys like? How can people find you there? Is or do you guys have? We have like, a web- albums out or website or? Oh yeah, we have a website. Uh, it's the lava game, the lava game band um, Then we have the Facebook, the Instagram, but we're in the actually the process of recording right now some covers. Okay. We're going to actually start doing that more here. So, like, there's not really a... Like, I'll have that stuff up on Spotify and things like that, but there's nothing right now. I was going to ask if there's a... Like, I I feel like the way I'm going to introduce you (laughs) and the way we're talking... Like, I'm talking about you. Is there somewhere where people can go just to listen to you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, My YouTube page. I have uh, covers up there of stuff I do. So, just look for Michael Dunn on YouTube. Okay. Um, it, the, my picture is me carrying a guitar on a street somewhere. That's, <laughs> that's awesome, man. Yeah. But yeah, that's I, I throw up, like, I have a studio in my basement. So I, like, every once in a while, I'll just think of a cover song and be like, eh, I should record this. Yeah. And I'll just do it, you know. So you guys are cover, you're recording an album for cover songs. Well, yeah, we're not, like, doing an album so much as, like, we're doing five songs, but they're all going to be used for different projects. Okay. For yeah. instance, like, we're recording Under Pressure. Right. But we're gonna actually make a music video out of it, like okay. like an actual like, like you know, produced music video. Sure. Whereas like everything else we've done in the past has just been like, you know, like a, a promo video. Right. This is the first time we're gonna do an actual like music video shoot. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun. But then like the other songs we're using for, the beer fest video and whatever else, you know. <laughs> so I wanna um I wanna get into a couple rapid fire, yeah, so to speak, questions here. Sure. And these might sound weird, but. When I was listening to you a couple weeks back, you started singing Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. What's the – was there a reason that you just decided to add that in? Because yeah. Because it's one of my favorite songs. Oh, really? I only hear it around, like, Christmas time. Yeah. Or the holidays. Yeah. But it's literally one of my favorite songs. And, again, it's one of those – like, you look around and people are just singing this song. Right? Yes. You, you know what? I will say that song – I've probably been playing it for about, like, two years now. And I'll get to why in a second. But – that song, I will definitely say when I play solo, is the, I get the biggest response from yeah. that song. And it, that was shocking to me, kind of, because, like, I know the song, but it's like, in it, it, it could be from ages 20 to 90. Everyone knows it. It's, it's so crazy. It's amazing, man. I, yeah. My one ask of you before you die yeah. is to just film yourself singing that song <laughs> and, like, put it on YouTube it or is, on Spotify. I, I have a recording of it on YouTube, uh, okay. actually, on my page. Nice. So yeah, 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 you can awesome. actually. That's, well, there you go. That's the girlfriend's favorite, too, I think. Yeah. That's See? <laughs> we have a lot in common. <laughs> um, but the reason I picked that song, that's actually, it's funny you asked that about that one in particular because that was the song that made me get away from doing, like, the mainstream stuff that I thought I had to do. Once I played that, and, and like, it's not that it's like an, it's a well-known song, but it's not like, you know, most, you don't hear a lot of bands doing it. Right. So when I did it and I got that big response, I'm like, so there really is a market out there for people that don't want to hear the same yeah. stuff every weekend. That's what I've been trying to do the last like two, three years. And I've really had success with it. And I'm actually shocked to be honest with you. Yeah. Like I really thought I was just going to put myself on a downward spiral, but at least I was happy playing what I was right. playing. I, I yeah. love it, man. What to me 
And I, I literally remember, so I moved to Atlanta right out of college, mm-hmm. and I remember being in Atlanta by myself, and I was just, I was going to, like, this place, it was, like, a block party, I think it was on, like, St. Patty's Day era. Yeah, like, yeah. that's, it was the time frame of years, so there was all these people that were everywhere, and I just went into a bar, and I got a beer, and I sat down, and I just listened to this guy play music. Oh, that's cool. And... I, it's always been one of my favorite things to do. Yeah. I, just, I love just listening to people perform that are really good. And when they do stuff that you do, like I shouldn't say when they do stuff, when I, <laughs> when someone does the stuff that you do yeah. and throws a song in like hallelujah, right. it like takes me to a whole nother level. I'm like, holy shit. Well, that's, you know, like, what, that's, is... that's, that's exactly what I'm saying. Sorry. I wasn't trying to cut you off. No, like, right. like, okay. If I'm sitting there and this guy has played four songs and it's been like Mr. Jones, uh, you know, whatever, anything like that, or like any mainstream song that everyone else plays. But then I hear him throw something in like a old school Fallout Boy B side, and I'm like, oh, okay, I'll stay for this now. Like yeah. I, I know that song, and it makes like if people do know it, it makes them feel better because like they're you know they're thinking like, oh, no one else here knows this. I know this song. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I can see it. Like it's it's really interesting to me. Like I really was scared to like try to change the format that I was doing. Because ever since I've been doing covers, it's always like you're doing this to please people. Like people are going out to have a good time, so they're gonna to want to hear songs they know. That's why Pittsburgh is funny to me because it's like this town. And I'm not like trust me, I love this city, born and raised. But if the people in this city don't know like any of the words of a song, they don't want to hear have anything to do with it. Like a lot yeah. of people won't give it a chance, right, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah. But I'm just trying to go in this new direction, and I'm glad it's working out. I guess, yeah, yeah is yeah. how I can put it. And I, I, like I talked about, just love being in bars. I oh, so yeah, I yeah, text yeah. you from Panama City Beach. That's right, yeah. Because I was sitting at a bar. That's and right, yeah. Literally, you did. I went to get Katie a coffee at like ten in the morning, and I'm like, ah, oh, this bar's open. I'm just gonna stop in because I love doing that. I just love. It was like an indoor outdoor bar. The sun was shining down on me, like my face, and I'm just sitting there having a beer and then this guy starts playing and there's only like five people in the bar mm-hmm. right but he's super good so i'm texting you and i'm like geez uh-huh. like, you would clean up down here oh, but man. one of the fears of i i think maybe you can correct me if i'm wrong no, no, no. of musicians going to the beach and playing like that is that it's it's tourist-based city so like you can't really get a fan following so it's funny you bring that up i we the band played the lava game played a week in key west um in 2014 have you ever been to key west no, I had a cousin that lived there for a long time, okay. and I, I always wanted to visit and never got to go. It's great, man. It's a good time. Definitely try to go if you can, but it's there's this place down there called Sloppy Joe's, and they book bands, but when you play there, you play there for the entire week, seven days, like a Wednesday to a Whoa. Wednesday. <laughs> Not only that, it's like four-hour nights. Yeah. So it's Jeez. it's it's pretty intense, but my point to this was we would walk around all day. You know, We had nothing to do. Every single bar on the main road had someone playing from like 8 a.m. to like midnight, you yeah. know? And it was cool, but then I started asking around. I'm like, well, how long can this go for? And they're like, well, believe it or not, down here, it's year-round. Because in the winter months, it's, like, really tolerable. But in other places, like, I've seen other parts of Florida where it just is terrible. I've heard guys come back that went down there to do that. Right. And they had more work here. Yeah, you're right. It's more, like, consistent year-round. Right. I will say, like, in Panama City, that's where we were at. We There was a guy that played down there, and he was so good that, we always kind of sought him out. Oh, and yeah. My, and if my family was going down there, I would tell them to, like, try to find yep. him. 
I had his card like in my closet down there. Yeah, so I have like, people like that here that come in from like yeah. Oh really? Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, that's cool yeah, to like, hear that it's not like. The, I think that, I ran yeah. into a couple of them at the bar actually because there were people that sat down and they were talking about like how they just got there to watch oh, you. Oh, that's cool. I'm like, yeah. oh, he has people that like follow him all around. That's awesome. <laughs> okay, I I wanted to ask you this. I've been wanting to ask <laughs> you this for a long time. Shoot, man. Yeah, absolutely. Harmon Creek. Mm-hmm. Did you know them? Yes. Okay, yeah. so I long time ago took my sister Doris mm-hmm. that she was actually the one that worked at PNC. I took her to diesel and for her birthday, like it was the middle of the day. We were just, we had some drinks. We were yeah. drinking next door. The, um, what are they? The Yinzeritas or whatever. Oh, the icy it, light yes, mangoes that yes, are upside down. Yes. In the cup. Yes. So we were having a couple of those and we go next door and we, you know, there was bands playing. So we went next door and Harmony Creek was, I called him Harmon. Harmony Creek was ha- Harmon. It's Harmon Creek. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah. Harman yeah, Creek. Okay. yeah. You were I right, had it right yeah. the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't, I haven't heard from them for a long time, which is where I was going with this, but, um, we were playing or they were playing and they started playing this song. I think it was 22 or there was a, there was another one that I really liked too, but I'm just, I was like, besides watching you live, it was that kind of like fascinated. I oh. couldn't believe how good they oh, were. Oh, I know, dude. Oh my God. But they then were... they like disappeared. I'm like, where the well, hell did they go? Here's <laughs> what happened. Yeah. It's a funny story. So about like six or seven years ago, Spencer, the one with the dark hair, okay, yep. she moved in. Well, they both moved to Nashville together. Uh, Dessa came home, but Spencer ended up staying. Okay. So yeah. they like went down. I, I th- thought I heard about them going down there. Yeah. But then I never knew what happened. Well, after that. Spencer's actually still down there. She's in like a legit band. Oh, like wow, they okay. like that's what she does. Yeah. So that's that's really cool. Like she that's made awesome. a, a like a living out of it down that's, there. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That's great. And then Dessa came back. She came back, yeah, but okay. uh, yeah, she um she was playing with like a acoustic trio for a little bit, but I think she's actually moving to Michigan here. Like she might've already done that. Okay. Yeah. Last time I saw her, that's what she told me. So. Yeah. I was at a, I ended up at this, like it, my nephew's football fundraiser thing. We'd buy tickets and it was out by the star Lake. It was that bar next to the star Lake. I can't remember. Oh, was, uh, Pepsi roadhouse. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Pepsi roadhouse. And, um, I was hung over as shit, so I didn't want to be there. I just showed up because I already bought a ticket, <laughs> and I had to go support them. Yeah. And they came out and started playing, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Oh, that's like right. The they used to, day my life. They used yeah. to play there a lot. They were yeah, awesome. Yeah, that's I, right. One of their parents had a band, too, and like, uh, the, they played. Uh, what's it? Uh, the, the Zook band. Yeah. That was, that's Dessa's yeah, yeah, yeah. dad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, her dad has a twin brother, and they okay. both played in the they band. Played in yeah. The band. Yeah. yeah. That was cool. It's funny cool. because I come, I'm a descendant of, like, a local Pittsburgh band too and that's what they were and it's funny because we used to call them the female mike and frank like we always do shows together you know it was, yeah. it was just like it was a good time it was a good period in like that career you know yeah. i figured like you two being the two bands that i love listening to the most <laughs> had to cross paths at some oh point. yeah 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 so you guys yeah. Know each other. yeah we were like yeah. a marvel team up man was okay. like, <laughs> cool. all right another question for you um yeah. fools rush in Oh, the the Elvis song, the yeah. Can't Help Falling in Love. Yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah, oh, that's cool. I knew you were talking <laughs> I about. I should have probably like hooked that up. <laughs> is there is there a special significance to that song? Yeah, that's our song. Okay. Me and her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it was actually my mom's favorite song too. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. She was my mom was a big Bruno Mars fan. Every time I do that, I dedicate that to her. Okay. But yeah. then the Elvis one, I I decided to record it randomly one day in my studio. Any, and, uh, sorry, any Bruno Mars song, or is there? Specific? It's usually just the way you are is the one I dedicate okay, to her. Yeah. Are, yeah, she was like a big fan of that song. Okay. Um, but can't help falling in love. I recorded it in my studio, just because I like never played it before, and I yeah. tried it out, and then she told me she liked it, and it ended up kind of like being like okay. I re- oh, no, I recorded it for her. That's right. She told me she liked that song, and I recorded it for her specifically. That's it. So is she like the person that has the only copy? 
Uh, as of right now, yes. Okay. <laughs> so that, that YouTube video that we can all go yeah, to. I might, I maybe I'll maybe I'll put it up someday. We'll see. <laughs> so Mike Dunn YouTube channel. Yes. Is... Well, it's Michael Dunn on okay. YouTube. Uh, but if you look it up, you'll see my picture on there and all okay. that. Yeah. And then the Lava yeah. Game. You guys are. What's your social platforms? Uh, it's the, the LavaGameBand.com is the website, and then we're on Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter. It's all just the Lava Game. Okay. Uh, cool. All one word. People yeah. in Pittsburgh. Um, upcoming shows that they might want to yeah um actually i'll be at oliver twist i don't know when you're releasing this but i'll be at oliver twist tomorrow <laughs> um let's see next week <laughs> that's what I, I didn't think so yeah i was like wait a minute that's pretty soon uh, every every wednesday i host name that tune at the summit in mount washington oh cool i've been doing that for about five years now uh that starts at 8 30 and then uh so that's every Wednesday. Every Wednesday. Summit, yep. Washington. Mm -hmm. oh, awesome. If you're good at music trivia, come on down. I give away. Well, uh, even to go listen to you too. A lot yeah, of well, in the city I don't check you out. I don't perform for that. Oh, okay. I, it's like like okay, you know, guess yeah. the songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the one thing I don't do where I'm I'm not like really performing. But where's then, a good place for people to check? You so out? every Friday I'm at Cadillac Ranch in yeah. Robinson from six to eight, unless I'm booked with the band somewhere. And you you might get a cameo from me because oh, that's hey, my favorite man. bar. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Come on up. Yeah, dude. I I love it there. Have nothing bad to say about that place. For sure. Actually, um, yeah, I've been trying to. I canceled it. I scheduled like a happy hour. Yeah. And then I had to cancel it, but I'd like to get another happy hour. That'd be cool. Going. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, maybe that's kind of like a two for one. We'll do a happy hour. The Leaders on the Rise Facebook group. Like, I'm uh, trying to get them all together. Yeah. And. Let and me know, then, man, you know, if you need anything. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, cool. we need you to play. Well, yeah, I mean, other than that. Just need you to show up and play. And then we'll get a big group of people. to. It is awesome up there, man. I, it's my favorite bar in, this, it, in the town. They here, have so. that patio. It's yeah. really nice up in that Settler's Ridge. Like, right. you got the movie theater there, a bunch of good places to eat. Like, yeah. like literally everything, grocery store, you know. It's, right. it's convenient. But, uh yeah it's walking distance for me yeah right exactly yeah <laughs> or a five minute uber ride i'm just gonna slingshot into your pool from there man yeah exactly. <laughs> but uh yeah and then saturdays are always different like so i, I dj weddings that's what i've been doing a lot of recently because it's that time of year meaning like you play or you play music so i i perform solo acoustic for cocktail hour okay but then i will dj the rest of the night because it, it's just you know, at a wedding, it's kind of it's hard to dance to just a single guy playing acoustic. <laughs> but uh, and then, um, but like here and there, I have like some shows. I'm trying to think of what I got. Lava Games playing at the Meadows on August 31st. Okay. Or whatever the last Saturday in August is. I think it's the 31st. Awesome. Yeah. We will whatever the last Saturday in August is. We'll be at the Meadows. My that sister night. and her husband are a big fan of the Meadows. So. It's I like playing there. They are very. They run a very legit operation. Yeah. Compared to another casino that's close by, it's way better. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Yeah. For those of you not from yeah. Pittsburgh. Yeah. For those of you that can't figure out what I'm talking yeah. about. <laughs> There's not that many casinos around. But um, cool, man. Uh, what about uh, checking you out? Is there anywhere else you want to point people to? Um, uh, you oh, have your own Instagram, so, Facebook? So, yeah. Um, other, really not so much for the music stuff. Um, a lot of my stuff's going to be channeled through, I have a podcast too called Chit Chat Net. Oh yeah, I wanted to talk about that. Yeah, oh, that's alright. Yeah, me and, me and Kenny, the, lead, the other lead singer of the band, we're going to be hosting it. We're going to try to, I, I was asking you if you wanted to come on. I just do. interviewing guests. Yeah. yeah, that'd be awesome. Ours is, yeah, we're like, I'm a big nerd, so like we're gonna be talking about a lot of pop culture based stuff and things like that, but we're still going to have a guest every episode we interview. Yeah. Kind of at the end. Awesome. And then, um, 
But a lot of my stuff oh, is going to be... Oh, that's a cool format. So you kind of like talk about some stuff, but then you just have Me like and Kenny this, yeah. like BS, and then we get into the... Nice. Yeah, and then we're going to cover like one... The name's of, awesome, by the way. Oh, thank you. Everyone I get a lot of compliments name, yeah. on it, yeah. Katie was like, I love that. <laughs> she wanted to name our gym like... I'm talking about our gym. I didn't even tell people that I launched a gym yet, ah. but... Yeah, so you whatever. Here. No. <laughs> it, actually, I might launch a gym before we get this podcast published. So we'll That's see. awesome, man. I'm, yeah. I'm happy for you on yeah, that. Thanks, man. We'll, yeah. yeah, we'll have to. We'll talk about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but she wanted to name it like, I don't know, um, something bar lifting that or something. Oh, like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, my buddy Mike's got a, a podcast <laughs> called Chit Chat and that. And she's like, that's so cool. So what I did, I only did like three episodes and I love the guests that I had, but the problem was I didn't really have like a format. So I stopped, took some time off and now Kenny is kind of like my producer as well. Right. So he's going to be my co-host and we're going to, every episode we're going to cover a different like entertainment topic. Sure. So like this one, we're the next one we're doing like how not to sell yourself short if you're like a working musician. Oh, that's you awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like kind of like what you're doing, yeah. you know, like just spreading that message and no negativity about it. Like yeah. just, you know, but yeah, what I was saying was that a lot of my stuff is going to be run through that in a way. It's hard for me to like make myself like a personal musician page because I'm part of a band. Right. I'm part of like, I'm a DJ. Sure. So a lot of stuff I think I'm just going to start putting in this one place. Yeah, you funnel through. That's kind of yeah. like the underlying platform that kind right. of right. boosters it all. That, that's the same for me. I I mean, the, the podcast is kind of the platform that I'm using to talk about what I do on the leadership yeah. consulting side, what I do on the work side, and what it's I great. do on the gym side. Yeah. I mean, even like for me and you to sit here and talk, like it's a good way to like, I tell, right. I told Emily that like, it's a good way to like get together with people and oh, yeah, make it happen, sure. you know, like, yeah, yeah just yeah. brainstorm and talk through stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean... I don't know. I for coming on your show would be awesome. I'm probably not anywhere near the. Well, if you are talking about that kind of stuff, then. But it we're might interviewing be, yeah. like different okay. people from different areas. So like restaurant owners, musicians, yeah. you know, like a, any right. kind of like yeah. If you're a lawyer, come on. We want to talk yeah. about lawyers. That's stuff, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I, I mean, I, a lot of people listening to this episode, you know, there there might be people out there that are trying to get into the music space. Yeah. And, and they're saying like, hey. You know, my struggle uh, is real. Like this, this well, sucks. Like my, I can't, You know, no one's paying me. No one likes to listen to my shit. And even I'm not a musician, but it's the same thing. I'm it's trying the to same. Produce it's the art. same area. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And and like it's the same thing. You're trying mm-hmm. to get people to pay attention, and I'm trying to get people to pay attention for the right reasons. Right. Because I want to help where I've faltered. Yeah. And I want to like I just love pulling insights and, from things and packaging them into like a narrative and a story that can kind of I do that for myself. My, right. I sh- I can't wait to show people one day like my note taking mechanism. <laughs> like it's going to blow people's <laughs> mind. It's seriously going to blow people's <laughs> mind. Like I'm just going to sell it one day. I would like to like, see it. Yeah, I want I want to see awesome, it. Yeah. I'll actually I'll take you guys in and show it to you. That's but, cool, um, man. Yeah, but I I just love doing that kind of stuff and you know, I I think I think once people get past the, oh, this person's just trying to be like an influencer or this person's just trying to make money, there's a lot of haters out there oh, that are like, so oh, many. what's he doing? Blah, yeah. Blah. If they just get away from that yeah. and listen a little bit, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, I can yeah. relate to that. You know, like, right. that's something that happened. I put out that thing about bullies. EJ Hall and I talked about bullies. Yeah, yeah. I and just all of a sudden, I had bullies commenting on it like, Chad, you're so right. I'm like, <laughs> you're the guy that bullied me. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? You're not allowed to relate to this. You're the person that caused this. Yeah, yeah get know? out of here, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, I mean, it's, it's what it's all about. It's just people, like, coming together in social forums and yeah. saying, like, this was my experience. And, it, again, it's getting away from those proximity limitations. You're That's a very, you, yeah. When very you read point. your books, when you listen to the content, when you have these kind of conversations, mm-hmm. 
you broaden your horizons, you kind of walk through new doors and you see worlds differently. Like even me, I've learned a lot talking to you. I never knew what looping was. Uh, yeah, yeah, right? That's, I mean, you're talking about these proximity limitations. I'm learning a lot too, man. This is like stuff I already knew, but I'm, you're putting it into a whole different perspective. And it's very that's interesting. That's the great part about it. Yeah. Like, you, you have a way of describing it. And then I'm thinking about that like, oh, yeah, that's the way I think about like yeah. falling in love with the process. And yeah. to be honest, like I, I literally felt bad for musicians because when they weren't on stage, I thought that's what sucked. And when you brought that up about like, hey, I get to be with my friends before the show, yeah. after the show, that's my life. I'm thinking like, well, what is my life? I sit in a like a office for like eight to five. <laughs> I meet with a lot of people that I, if I never talked to them again, it wouldn't be the worst day of my life. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I, like yeah. I shouldn't say it like that. No, I, no, I no. like everyone, but it's not like they're my friends that I'm surrounded by all the time, you know, and, mm -hmm. and then I'm doing what I want to be doing, when I want to be doing it. I always say, like, my vision is I, if I want to do yoga at 8, I'm going to go do yoga at 8. That's and awesome. if I want to work from 11 to 2, I'm going to work from 11 to 2. And, like, I, it kind of gave me a whole new way of thinking about musicians because they have a very open lifestyle. Yeah. You, know, you, you do have it, a lot of work, and it's hard, and it's, you know. It, 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 it's a lot of work, but there's also a lot of downtime, and that's where it can get dangerous. Like, like, like that's why you hear about a lot of these guys becoming alcoholics or like drug addicts, yeah. you know, like having too much downtime when you're an adult, especially yeah. it can be very dangerous. Is it that or is it the upkeep, like trying to keep up with the crazy schedule? And oh yeah. That day? it's kind of a combination. Yeah. Of both, right. And the older you get, it's, it's obviously harder like to get together with five guys that all have families and right. like, you know, it's, it's times limited. So having like a lot of time, the thing I don't like the most is like not being on a consistent schedule. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like one day I'm doing a gig that's four thirty right. to seven thirty, then I'm yeah. playing at ten at night. You know, yeah. and it's it's hard to build a life around that right. sometimes. Yeah, that happens to me. I mean, I'll I'll come home from work, like on a Friday, mm -hmm. and Katie and Ella will be out at her mom's. So now I don't have my family to pay attention right. to, and I'm like, oh, I'm tired. I don't want to go to the gym, so I end up at a bar to have a beer. And then five beers later, <laughs> yeah. Pat and I are talking about solving the world problems. <laughs> and I'm falling down steps outside of Downey House, you know. And I'm like 36 years old, but walking that's what I mean around about with it. a hurt head. I'm thinking, what that's the what hell happened? You but, know? I had too much time. Like, right, I, exactly. You know, I, it can get dangerous. Yeah, yeah. But that's yeah, good. Sure. But, but you took that and you said, like, I need something to do with my time that's like worth it and you started doing this yeah and like yeah. that's i'm awesome. trying to redirect all but that's this energy. awesome man yeah. yeah like do you know you know uh jay and silent bob kevin smith like i know uh, yeah, like the movies right. yeah well jay the one guy he was uh he got into heroin real bad for a few years and now those two do a podcast but only because he said that was one of the things that really helped him get through his recovery was yeah. doing this show you know like it took his mind off it and, yeah yeah it's insane man i um even now, like as we're going through the process of launching this gym, mm -hmm. I've been nonstop for days, like working through this, working on it, talking. I've been on the phone with Derek Carson for hours, Pat for hours, mm -hmm. you know, like talking through this stuff with Katie for hours. <laughs> Literally, like I was on the phone with a guy named Devin today about the him coming in and doing instructing for us. Oh yeah, like yeah. it's just nonstop. But I love every. I'm sure. Of it. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like, this is. And to me, like, I, I feel like so many of the people that get, su su they succumb to, like, the drug and the alcohol, it's literally, the, that's the piece that's filling a void that mm -hmm. can be filled with something else. So, that's what I was trying to say. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, exactly. The fitness does that to me for some extent, but mm -hmm. fitness can be hard because there's times where you're just tired. 
and it's hard to just go work out. It's yeah. easier to have a beer. Right, you know? like, right, yeah. yeah. So now well, I, I already tell, drank. I'm right. not going to go work out now. <laughs> exactly. So now I just tell myself, like, just go to sleep. Try to just go to sleep. Like, yeah. If you're too tired to work out, don't go drink. Just go to sleep. That's good, man. That's like, it. You need the rest and the kind of wake up the next day. Yeah. So a lot yeah, of people I don't mean, have that much self control. That's that's. I honestly don't, and I I try to be open about it because I I think a lot of, it's easy to look at me and say like, oh wow, he must have figured something out, and yeah. I, I haven't figured things out, and I only say that because, I've done okay in the corporate world, and you know now I'm trying to launch a podcast yeah. and all that stuff. You know, for kids out there that are just, I remember when I was going into college or whatever people were doing after high school, mm-hmm. at that age, you look at older people and mm-hmm. you're like, some some seem to have it figured out. I think a lot of people hide from shit. For yeah. Sure. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. I don't want to be one of those people. Like, I don't want people to look at me and say, oh, wow, he must have figured something out. It's, it's a struggle, man. Oh, I, yeah. I deal with the shit, too. Like, the self-control for me three beers is like 50 in a second oh know? yeah i mean hey man i, I i'm no saint let's put it there. Yeah, <laughs> i mean like right. it it's yeah hard. yeah man it's tough like luckily like i don't drink that much anymore these days about a couple years ago i just like got tired of it i guess like, i noticed that because i always try to buy you i know people do that people you have no idea every weekend they're like this guy wants to buy you a beer i'm like well i don't really drink number right. that's how it happened actually my voice got better two years ago when I stopped drinking. I'm not joking. Like, yeah. when I stopped drinking oh, I alcohol. Like, I think everything gets better. Like, I had a beer with you tonight. You know, yeah. like, I'll do that, but I don't, like, really drink, drink. And you know what? I swear to God, my voice has held up better in the last oh, two years sure. than it ever has. Yeah. I could smoke a whole pack of cigarettes and be fine. <laughs> the second I have, like, three beers, I'm done. <laughs> it's crazy, man. <laughs> if there's anything you took away from this episode, it's that... Mike I'm Dunn not promoting can... smoking. <laughs> Mike Dunn, the phenomenal singer and musician, could smoke an entire pack of cigarettes and still sound amazing. So there that, you go. Did that sound braggy? How, yeah. do we, how do we end on anything else besides that? You know what? I meant to say this before. Yeah. I have four magical words of wisdom for, for anyone out there. Like, you were talking about this earlier, and I wanted to chime in. Um, you were saying, like... Yeah, talent does have something to do in this business. Like, it has a lot to do with it. But more importantly, my four words of wisdom to anybody that want to make it in this field is don't be an asshole. Like, it's as simple as that. Like, be a good person. Like, I didn't get to where I am, like, from being talented. It's, I swear to God, like, most of it was from just, you never know who's going to be at your gig. Yeah. And thank God I kept that in mind because I met so many people and was nice to them. And, you know, like, just... And not, like, doing it to kiss anyone's ass. I was just genuinely being nice, you know? Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. Why would I want to be mean to this person? <laughs> it's that's so funny you bring it up, man, because totally different context of life. But I, like, being like, research shows this. I, I shouldn't say it because now people are going to be like, show me that article. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I have to go look at my notes. But, like, it's being likable is the number one thing. Absolutely. It's going to get you, like, the promotions. It's yeah. going to get you, like... Everywhere you want to be in life, mm-hmm. it's, it all comes down to being a very likable person. And I see people really fuck this up. Like yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. They they think because they're really smart that that way, then they have to show like this power yep. and like. You know how many guys I know that are really good at guitar, but they think just because that they're gonna make it. I'm like, dude, you're like that's cool, but you're not gonna go yeah. anywhere. <laughs> like if you're not doing anything about it. Like, yeah, yeah. I like that. Don't be an asshole. Yeah, that's, that's it, man. That's like I couldn't put it any more simple. Like like yeah. more simply than that. It's yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, and I see people like they'll put on LinkedIn like I don't know why that should matter. Like <laughs> I I have my degree from this university. Uh, and yeah. like I've literally seen people write that. They're like, I don't know why 
like me having to be you know liked by other people is something that should matter in a promotion i'm like what are you talking about yeah if people don't want to work with you yeah how valuable are you like yeah you know, like, you're not going to be if you're making people's day shitty just yes. by being there yes <laughs> <laughs> like yeah team player you got that's the one thing you got to go into like any job like willing yeah. to be you know exactly yeah. and, and for a long time it's like i i actually love the way that technology is destroying the gatekeepers oh yeah you know like I you can write a book now and not have to have a gatekeeper tell you whether or not it's good enough to be published I, like, you can publish it yourself i love that just like yeah. what you're doing right here yeah, man like exactly. seriously you know how many exactly. like you said it before like if brad pitt's parents or whatever like right. told him you should be an actor yeah. like just like this kind of stuff like yeah. there's so many people like andy samberg made it on saturday night live because of his youtube videos right you know yeah. like now that... kids now kids make better movies than uh, they're getting more views oh yeah ryan's toy time oh, gets more views than any movie that gets published with a 50 million dollar budget that kid gets sent millions of dollars in toys a year yeah. too man it's crazy like yeah yeah so like that's that's the way but it's that, great I mean, you're right yeah, yeah. It, the gatekeeper that's a good way to, that's a very good way to look at that you're right like i say that all the time i'm like you know, I say fuck the gatekeepers throughout, all the time. Well, throughout, yeah, throughout my life and as a musician, it's been like these these snaky agents, like not anymore, but like in the past, yeah. these like snaky agents that want to be the middleman. I'm like, I don't have to pay you. I can do this. Right. Like I can do this. That's, yeah. Like that's cool. You want to book me, but I don't need you. Yeah, like, exactly. why am I going to pay you a percentage of my pay for something I could do myself? Right. I don't know. Like, yeah. And I have had good agents. Don't get me wrong. Like I work with a few really good ones now. But it took me a while to learn who the good ones were, you know? It's yeah, just like anything exactly. else. My whole life is lived by trial and error. <laughs> like, that's it's the only way you're going to learn, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, but it, now, like, through forums like this where people are talking, they're talking about real shit. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, like, this conversation getting is... getting destroyed because, you know, like, I, I have lived and breathed corporate America. I did management consulting. I've been right. the biggest companies. I'll yep. tell you, they're, they're like, if you come into a meeting and you're, like, a senior executive and you, like try to show that you have power mm -hmm. I, to me you're an asshole same man like, i say that all the time you're just an asshole yeah like, you're not doing anyone it, any good because it, no one's bringing their best into that meeting because no. they're scared to even talk you know like you are not a leader you're an asshole yeah and i love it because people like me are saying it but even more important than me saying it like gary v i listen to him out there saying like he was in an hr conference and i talked about this on another one of my podcasts he was in an HR, like a senior executive founder kind of conference, you know, where the executives go. Yeah. And he said, you know, if your number one employee, number one skilled employee is creating a toxic culture mm -hmm. because they're not a nice person or because they're not likable, yeah. you should go back and fire them tomorrow. Because wow. your culture is more important than any skill set that any one person has. Absolutely. And I'm like, hallelujah. Yeah. Like, for so long, yeah. all the HR executives that put stuff out there talk about, like, oh, well, these are the skills that you should have. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's like, it's all bullshit. It, like, it is. It, it's it's made-up nonsense. Like, yeah. like that's why I look at the world that way anymore with a lot of things. Like, you know, but, but I agree with you 100%. Like, it's... Don't be an asshole. Yeah, like that's that's it. That's it. That's all I can say. <laughs> it's your four words. <laughs> yeah, just... Awesome, man. We'll end on that. Don't be an asshole. Cool, man. Well, this is a lot Thanks. of fun. We'll have to do uh, maybe a part two sometime down the road. But Absolutely. I, I got to come on to your show. Yeah, sure. we'll make. Uh, we'll set a date for that. Like uh, pretty soon here. I definitely want you to come on. Awesome, you, you'll have a lot of good input on this. Yeah, so, would, yeah, it would be so much fun. Yeah. Man. I'd, I'd like to be on the other side and see what that's like. Hell yeah. Although most people listening are probably like you. You talked more than he did, you asshole. No, man, but you're doing you're doing like conversation style. This is really cool. Like I, 
I like that you like we both talked. You know what I mean? Like I I told Emily on the way here. Like I hate talking about myself some like like most of the time. You know like, but tonight this was cool because we were just like talking to each other. You know it yeah. wasn't yeah yeah it's um I, that's why I. I try to do it that way. Yeah. I just want to have like a conversation like we'd be having anyway. Absolutely. Otherwise it just comes off as very unauthentic. And, yeah. Like, it's just weird. Yeah. You don't want to sit but... here and just like ask me numbered questions. Yeah. Like you're like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I loved how you did it, man. I thought it was great. Cool, man. Yeah. yeah it was yeah. a ton of fun for me. I, um, I think I, I think Pat's, still trying to call me to go <laughs> we're supposed to meet at the fitness studio here soon so oh man i don't want to 10 45 yeah. and we're going to check out the gym nice man friday night 10 45 still working keep me posted on that too i, I I'm, I'm really happy for you man like i hope that all you know it might not soon. but you know what hey, i at least one day i'll look back and say i'll support anything you do buddy thanks man. <laughs> appreciate it yeah, yeah for well, sure I, I told Derek Carson this today. We're we're smart. We have all the right tools. We have all the right intentions. Absolutely. Let's dude. go build things. I think you'd man. be. I think you'd be. You'll be great at let's it. Let's just that's go it. do it. And mm-hmm. that's you too. Like all of us. Like I. Let's just go start building the shit we want to build and living the lives we want to live. I love it, man. I think it's awesome. I right? need. I need more tiki oil for my torches <laughs> too. They're all burned out. All right. That's a good time uh, to end, man. Thanks, thanks a lot. Buddy. It was a lot of fun. Absolutely.